Welcome to the Palm Harvest Podcast. We are a community in Costa Mesa, California. To know more about us, visit our website, palmharvest.com. To follow along with today's message, download the Palm Harvest app and click on Sermon Notes. Thank you for listening. My name is Mike Decker. Welcome to the Palm Harvest Broadcast. Wherever you might be tuning in from, I'm super glad that you've decided to join me and the rest of the Palm Harvest team today. Three weeks ago, as most of you know, we began a new sermon series that I have titled Discover God. And today, in our conversation, I want to invite you to talk about sort of this, this theme, which I have titled, What God Values. What God Values. And the big idea for our conversation, for those of you who are taking notes and want to write this down, it's this truth. And that is that God values character over pedigree. God values character. He values my pedig- my character over my pedigree. That's what we're going to talk about today. You know, here in the United States at this very moment, the United States authorities have yet to determine the final outcome, the final outcome of the voting results of our recent presidential election. At the time of of this particular recording, the United States has yet to determine which man is going to lead us, our nation, over the next four years. Now, both Joe Biden and Donald Trump are hoping that the votes go their way, yes. And I suspect that many of you uh, tuning in today are probably rooting for some horse in in, in this race. I know that that I am. But in the throes of this this high-stakes, high-pressure voting brouhaha aftermath that we find ourselves as a nation in, besides this vote tally, what I personally am curiously watching with great interest is how both of these men are handling the pressure. And in particular, I am proposing and I'm looking for to see how their character is on display. You know, brothers and sisters, how we live our lives, I believe, displays sort of our character. How we listen to people, how we talk to people, How we love and forgive people, I think, is all a reflection of of my character. And so what I want you to know today as we seek to discover God is this truth that God values character over pedigree. 
Now, if you have a Bible close by, I'd like you to turn into the book of Romans, chapter 2. Romans, you'll remember, is in the New Testament portion. It's just the sixth book, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. And in, in, in Romans chapter 2, you're gonna, you'll remember how this is basically a letter that one of the early church pastors was writing to a group of, of Jewish converts, Jewish Christians, new Jewish Christians, who were living in the city of Rome. And the goal of Paul, who's the guy who's writing the letter, the goal of Paul's letter is really to help these new believers, these new followers of Jesus, understand how they are to live their life out, live their faith out in sort of this non-Christian pagan community. Paul is writing this letter to these new believers. He's writing this letter to you and me to help them discover God. And in the Bible verses that we're going to unpack together today, what I want you to notice is how Paul emphasizes the truth that as we strive to live out our faith, that God is far more interested in our character than he is in our pedigree. That God values my heart and my integrity over my resume. Okay, so look for that as we start reading in verse 17. So Romans chapter 2 Verse 17, now remember, Paul is a Jew, and he's writing to Jews, the Jewish converts. This is what he says. You who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law, and you boast about your special relationship with him. We'll talk about that in a second. You know what God wants. You know what is right because you have been taught this law. You are convinced that you are a guide for the blind and a light for people who are lost in darkness. You think you can instruct the ignorant and teach the children the ways of God, for you are certain that God's laws give you complete knowledge and truth. Now, what's Paul saying here? Basically, what Paul is reminding his readers, what he's telling you and me, is that the Bible guides. And so for those of you taking notes, point number one, the Bible guides. Friends, God's word, it guides us. God's word, the Bible, instructs us. And so I want to commend those of you tuning in today because your desire to learn what God's word teaches is going to help you live a healthy and fruitful life. And that's a good thing. In fact, turn to your neighbor and say, that's a good thing. Now hear me on this. Knowing God's word isn't enough. Having a doctoral degree means nothing if I don't apply in my life what I know. And so the importance of God's word is to teach us and, and to grow me. Now, if you know the history of the Bible, and particularly if you know the history of the Jewish nation, you know that God has always been favorable from the beginning of time toward the Jews. Now, on a side note, you also likely know that, the, that their story hasn't been void of pain either, right? Which simply reinforces the truth that God looks at struggle maybe far differently than, than you or I do. But early on, in the Jewish story, early on in human existence, we know that God gave to the Jews sort of these written documents known as the Torah. They're the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And God gave the Jewish people 
the Torah to guide them, to help them to discover God, to help them grow in their relationship with God. And so the Jew, from the very beginning of time, always recognized that they were special in God's eyes. But what Paul is reminding his leaders here early on, right into the get-go of his conversation, is that God values character more than he does pedigree. Okay, so that'll make more sense. Let's keep reading verse 21. So he says, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? You tell others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it's wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You, commit, you condemn idolatry, but do you use items stolen from pagan temples? You're so proud of knowing, you're so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scriptures say the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. Point number two, privilege carries responsibility. The second thing that Paul wants his readers to know, what he wants you and I to know, is that privilege carries responsibility. Church, if you are going to claim to be a Christian, then live like a Christian. If you're going to claim to be a follower of Jesus, then live like Jesus. Privilege carries responsibility. You know, last week we talked a little bit about this, how, how the truth about how I live matters, right? That my lifestyle is a witness, right? Translation, privilege carries responsibility. Look again at verse 25. Well, keep, I guess we haven't read it yet. Verse 25. He said, the Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you're no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. Now, let's stop there for a second. You all know where circumcision comes from, right? The act of circumcision. Well, the little history lesson, if you go back to the Bible, in your Bible, to the first book of the Bible, to the book of Genesis, and specifically, if you read chapter 17, and start maybe around verse 7 and kind of move on, you will be introduced to a promise that God, our Creator, makes with a man by the name of Abraham, also known as Abram. Now, Abraham and God always obviously had this meaningful relationship. And at the time of, of Genesis chapter 17, we're told that Abraham and his wife Sarah, at this point in their life and marriage, still had no children. We know that Sarah was 99 years old, and, and in this chapter, God tells Abraham, buddy, your wife's going to get pregnant. Abraham, I'm going to do a, a, a give you a gift. I'm going to give Sarah, even though she's 99 years old, I'm going to give her a son. You are going to be a dad. And after this boy is born, Abraham, I want you to do something. I want you basically to circumcise him along with every male in your household, slave or free, and this circumcision, this cutting off of flesh of your male private part is going to be a sign. It's going to be a billboard. It's going to be a marker of sorts. It's going to remind not only you and your boy and all the men in your household and for every generation that follows, it's going to remind you that I am making this promise to you, Abraham, 
that I'm going to develop your seed into this vast, great nation. Well, fast forward to today. So now Paul is writing to his Jewish Christian converts that circumcision only has value if you live your life according to the standards of God's teaching. Reinforcing this point that God values character over pedigree. Look again at verse 25. He said the Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you're no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. Keep reading. And if the Gentiles obey God's law, won't God declare them to be his own people? In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will condemn you Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law, but don't obey it. A couple more verses. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you've gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. Now, what's Paul saying here? Church, really what Paul is pointing out here is, is what I call two circumcisions. Uh, point number three in your notes. The first circumcision, letter A, is what I'm calling canonical circumcision canonical circumcision, and then letter B, the second one, is heart circumcision. Canonical circumcision and heart circumcision. Now, you need to know that both circumcisions require surgery. And both circumcisions point to God. But one is a surgery of the flesh, and one is a surgery of the heart. Canonical circumcision is a surgery that involves a knife. Heart circumcision is one that involves the work of God's Holy Spirit. Now let me take a tangent here for a second. Church, every time you hear the word canon, C-A-N-O-N, and maybe we could call it canon circumcision, it basically means scripture. Canon, canon equals scripture. And so when you read the Bible, for those theologians, you know, whenever they refer to Scripture, whenever they refer to the Bible, they are referring to canon or vice versa. Whenever they refer to the canon, they are referring to the Bible. They are referring to Scripture. And so because Scripture really mandates for the Jew circumcision, physical circumcision, this is why I'm differentiating canonical circumcision from heart circumcision. Now stay with me. When Jesus arrived on the scene and with him his Holy Spirit, circumcision took, takes on, took on a whole new meaning. And so what Paul now is writing to these, these early Christians, just in the days following Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension, he is basically telling these new believers, he's telling you and me that God's promises are not only to a people of a certain race. God's promises are not only to a certain group of people who bear a mark on their private part, but rather Paul's message to them and Paul's message to you is that God's promises are to, to people who live a certain 
kind of life irrespective of their race. Are you with me? Paul is saying that to be a real Jew is not a matter of pedigree, but of character. In fact, he, he, he kind of doubles down and says that a man, even though a man is not racially a Jew, if his heart is circumcised, he may actually be a better Jew than the one who was born that way. Reinforcing this big idea that God values character, my character, over pedigree. Now, here's the bottom line, friends. You don't have to be a Jew to be loved by God. You don't have to be a Jew to be empowered by God. Canonical circumcision isn't what matters. Heart circumcision is what's important. And so the message of Jesus, which Paul is reinforcing here, is that God loves both Jew and Gentile. That God our Heavenly Father loves both slave and free, man and woman, Republican and Democrat. Paul was saying that through the process of God's Holy Spirit and this heart circumcision, God loves both married and divorced. He loves both white collar and blue. God loves you and God loves me. And what God values, now don't miss this, is your heart, not your resume. Friends, God values your authenticity, your good and your bad. God values your wins and your losses, your trophies and your baggage. God values your character over your pedigree. So you know what that means, don't you? It means that you and I should not listen to the lies of the devil who wants us to believe that just because we maybe have this or we don't have that, that God can't use us. Paul is saying to you and he's saying to me, stop believing the lie that just because you have baggage, just because you have stain, that God somehow doesn't value you. He does value you. He does love you. And that is something to celebrate, yes? Church, when you and I put our faith in Jesus and we prayerfully ask God the whole, our Heavenly Father, our Creator God to pour out His Holy Spirit upon us, Paul reminds us that God, in fact, will do that. And Paul is writing to you and to me today to tell us that as we allow and invite God to circumcise our hearts, that the Holy Spirit is going to produce this fruitful, healthy change, molding us into a character. We're molding our character into something that is a reflection of every child of God. And that's good news. And so that's my message for us today is that God values our character more than our resume, more than our pedigree, more than what people may say or don't say about us. And so let's pause and let's bring this, this service today to a close by asking God through his Holy Spirit to continue to shape our character. Will you join me in that? So if you're comfortable raising the palms of your hands like you're going to receive a gift from somebody, just encourage you to maybe open them up in the palm, even in just a, you know, set them in your lap if you're sitting at home. Maybe close your eyes if it helps you kind of 
you know, tune out everybody else. And in your part and in your mind, just pray this prayer, something like this. Just say, Heavenly Father, my Creator, thank you for your love and thank you for your belief in me. And so, God, today, again, I come before you humbly asking for your forgiveness, that you would forgive my sins, and that, God, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon me and circumcise my heart, circumcise my mind. Lord, circumcise me in such a way that I will be transformed into the person that you want me to be. And more than that, that when people look at my life and they look at the activity of your hand in my life, when they look at my heart circumcision, God, that they will say, wow, look at what God's doing in his life. Look at what God's doing in her life. God, I want my life to reflect you. And today, today with Pastor Mike, I open my palms of my hands and my heart and I invite you once again through your Holy Spirit to transform me. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Church, God values your character more than your pedigree. And so go out this week and live your life as an example to those around you. And don't allow your baggage necessarily to define you. Let your baggage shape you. And let God use your baggage to, to shape you into the person that he is creating you to be. God loves you. He is for you. And he will shape you as you continue to yield your heart and your mind to him. God bless you. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Palm Harvest podcast. We would love to get to know you. So download the Palm Harvest app for free and fill out our connection card. Your continued support helps us spread hope around the world. You can also give in our app and find out more about our community.